All right, and welcome back to another episode of the Saucy Boys Podcast. I go by the name of Chaku. Michael Stokes, baby. And we are back for another episode. Uh, so this week, my man Stokes is the bearer, baby. The bearer of the bevy. I did not wear my shirt this week, unfortunately. It's all good. I'm, I'm kind of afraid to wash my shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's big enough. And, I, and like I like when I got it, it was just like, you know, I had to break it in, and yeah. that was like in the perfect broken in status. So like I'm like, man, I don't want to have to redo. Yeah, and then when you wash it, it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just like it's right, it's perfect where it's at. So I was in this phase for a minute where I, because of course I just wear nothing but black, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was in this phase where I would just buy nothing but black shirts, but I hated doing it because like you have to buy some often because they fade when you dry them yeah so what i was doing for the longest time was i was just air drying my shirts so my girl air dries a bunch of shit and it's fucking annoying <laughs> i like it takes up the whole wash area yeah it takes up everything around it and i'm just like fuck that just throw see, that shit in the dryer yeah but seeing it got to a point where i was like Man, fuck! I gotta wait for my shirt to like it's just hanging there, like not even. And then sometimes too, like depending on what's in the room, like it picks up like the scent of that. Yeah. And I just I fuck like after a while, I was just like nah, this isn't working. So now I just fucking <laughs> throw my shirts in the dryer and, and hope for the best. Hey, I don't mind a a, a tighter fitting like short sleeve tee. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't mind like a, a form fitted shirt like that. It's just if it's baggy when I get it. Like I like a lot of the the long sleeve shirts you get. They're more more than likely or not, they got like a little bit of bag in them. Yeah. Or especially on the sleeves. Like my Adidas shirt is like that. That long sleeve Adidas one that I got. And so is the the saucy boy tee that I got. But that's because mine's a different the two X that I had to get, the only size he can the only way he can get it was if it was in um I think it was Bella Canvas. Yeah. As opposed to what the other ones are. But um yeah, it's it's just in a, a fade it's in a nice little area that i like it at but before we get too deep into um what we prefer our clothing to be like the bevy of the week is what i'm going to deem is an elevated vodka cranberry um basically you just take your vodka of your choice kettle one over here and then we mix a little perrier um lime soda your cranberry juice and then I got a little bit of some lime juice, too, to top it off, stir it all together. And, you know, you get yourself your nice little vodka cranny. It's not like, uh, you know, like a Skulls or McCormick's vodka. That shit they give you if you order it in the bar where you'll have, like, a hangover after, like, two cups. You know what I'm saying? It's some nice shit. So a little ASMR for the episode. Get the, the ice in there clinking around. Get a, a little bit of that. Get a little bit of that. I know... I try to stay away from sweet, so I wanted to make it a little bit more tangy for you. I digs. You know, I digs. more tangy and everything. But my guy Jeffrey Wright, Commissioner Gordon, new Batman movie. Woo! Anyways. Um, I'm excited <laughs> for that. It's going to be a good one. You should be. Uh, back to the clothes shit. Back to the clothes. Okay. So, major pet peeve. This is the reason why I was hang drying all my shit. It's mm-hmm. because I hate when my shirt shrink. And I'm a tall person. Yeah. And I, I forget that I'm tall sometimes. But 
I like longer length shirts because I hate when I fucking lift my hands up and my goddamn stomach is hanging out. Yeah. That shit is the most annoying. Or like when you bend over and like your back showing. I, f- I feel like most shirts are tailored to be longer now, but specifically <clears throat> when you're talking H&M, I always go for the long cut. Yeah. I always go for the longer one because I'm like dope. Like it covers what I need it to cover because I hate when like the fucking end of the shirt is just like right on oh, your belt yeah, yeah. line. That shit so, is the most annoying thing. On, on the flip, like I got an H&M V-neck mm-hmm. and it's not long. Yeah. And I can't wear it because like I feel like I'm wearing a fucking halter. Yeah, yeah, like you feel like you're wearing a fucking belly shirt. <laughs> that shit <laughs> like, is annoying. Motherfucker like pulls up. I'm like, who the fuck was this shirt made for? Like this can't be my size. Like, But stri- strangely it is. But also on that, I, I was telling you off pod because you said you wouldn't got a bunch of hoodies. I just had to... I saw. I see. I see the. I see the writing on the wall. It's coming soon. I'm about to have to R.I.P. a hoodie, bro. What? It's uh. It's my favorite hoodie too. You it's, should never R.I.P. a hoodie. Oh man, I got to dog. It, it's getting there, bro. Like this one, <laughs> man. This is fucking. This is sleeve like, is hanging on by a thread and I, shit. I, I, if I'm mistaken, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the very first hoodie I ever got from H and M. It might be one of the first things I ever bought from H and M altogether. Damn. And it's just a simple, solid black hoodie. And it's it's to the point where like if I wore it, it's like you wouldn't know. Like especially because I, I'll only like break it out if I like if it's freshly washed or something like that. But it's to the point now where it's far out of my my rotation for like wearing out the house. It's just around the house hoodie. I wear it like when it's cold, you know, it's colder outside right now. So if I'm going to the gym, I'll throw it on and then I won't mind putting it back on on me, even though I've been sweating and stuff. Yeah. But today I was getting ready to go to the gym and I was throwing on this this said hoodie of mine. We'll call him Black. Um, my boy, my boy Black. <laughs> and uh, as I was putting my arm through the sleeve, Oof. my fingers got caught in what could only be described as a tear on the inside. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, no. oh no, black! Please say it ain't so. And then I flipped the, sh- I flipped it over right where the elbow's at. It's a big ass That's song. where it's coming in, and yeah. it's like just a, a thin layer of what's there, just a thin layer of cotton. You could like see through it. Yeah, I it's can like see through sheer. it. So it's like it's probably got a wash or two left, and then the hole's just gonna develop. I got shirts like that, and I just wear them to the gym now. So I mean, like I have some where the fucking the whole armpit. Oh yeah, I got those. Like, I'm like, yep, that's a gym shirt. I bought um, <laughs> you know the Ice Cube shirt I wear. Yeah. Like I bought, I, so originally I got that from Walmart, and I washed it one time and it developed a huge ass hole in the armpit. Yeah. And then my girl got me the same shirt from Target, and it hasn't. And it's like it's the same shirt. I think the one from Walmart is navy blue, and the one from Target is black. Okay. It's perfect. So there's this shirt that I have. It's a Keith Haring shirt, mm-hmm. and I bought it from H and M. It's all black, has a big ass like heart graphic on the back, and then like a print on the front. So I went to um, PacSun, and I bought the same shirt because they had it in white. The quality of the PacSun shirt was fucking horrible compared to the compared to H and M. Mind you, I got this one at H and M for twelve ninety nine, and the one that I bought at uh, PacSun was like fifty bucks. It's the same thing with me. No bullshit. And so, like, I washed that white one one time, and just, like, the graphic's already fucked up. Damn. The, but it's the same graphic. Yeah. It's the same graphic. It's, like, the same cut, same T, essentially, uh, as far as look. But, like, the quality of materials, like, it's just shit. Yeah. And so, like, the one that I have from H&M, like, 
I beat that thing up, yeah. and <laughs> it's and it's still like good. It's it's comfortable. It's a really comfortable fucking shirt. And the other one, that white one, I'm just like, I never want to wear you again. Yeah, it's like fuck you shirt. So it's just sitting in my closet, and every time like I get ready to like put a shirt on, I'm like. Oh, fuck that shirt. <laughs> you yeah, you ever it. have those shirts in your yeah, closet? I got like, a couple of them where I just look at all right. So when I bought my uh I when I bought my um questions last year, mm-hmm. I went online and I decided I decided to give like this um man, I don't even remember what the site's name was. It might have been one of the sites we're like trying to get like shirts printed out for, mm-hmm. but they offer like artist artist design shirts that you can buy that have already been printed out. Yeah. And I bought a shirt. I bought a green shirt that matches my my questions of the iconic Iverson crossing up Jordan. And I put that bitch on, bro, and I tell you, it's just it doesn't work. Yeah, I don't it know like what the it's so weird cuz like even like with H&M like some of their shirts, it's like they look good, but they some of them don't feel good. Yeah. And it's hard to fucking explain. I don't know if anybody else has had that issue, but it's like, and so like in my closet, I have a, a shitload of shirts, but I only fucking wear the ones that are comfortable. Yeah. But it's like, why can't I fucking throw away those other ones and like get rid I of gotta them? I got to keep them because like, I, I just, <laughs> me, I'm just like, ah, oh, maybe I'll lose, I might, some, yeah. maybe I'll lose some weight and I'll, and I will fit better or something. Or, but not even that, just like, eh. like maybe it might feel right one day I'm, I'm, it might fit right it's, but yeah. every time I put it on like I put one on I'm just like man fuck this goddamn shirt cause it happened recently where I like I, I was putting the, putting together a fit and I was like man let me throw on that Iverson shirt man it's gotta look good and I put it on and I like put a jacket over it and I was just like yeah no. I don't like it <laughs> I don't like it it's cause like the two graphics feel like they're like a bra for my chest like the yeah. area of where they're at they're like right over your, your tits and shit, and I hate it. I hate the way it looks. It's like even if I did lose the weight, it would still feel like a fucking, like a fucking brawl, like a green brawl on my on my body. And I'm just like, man, it just I don't like the way this looks. I yeah. I, and see, that's the hard thing about like shopping is like you go to these spots, and I, I fucking for one, I, I already hate spending too much time at the mall. Yeah. Like I like to just go in and get what I need and then be out. Yes, sir. And so like I see something and I grab it. And then, like, it's not, like, it's the right size, but it just, it doesn't fit right or it doesn't feel right. And I don't have the heart to take it back. So, I'm just, like, most of the time, like, when I, shit like that happens, like, I'll give, you know, whatever clothes that I don't fuck with to, like, my brothers. Yeah. Or, like, whatever kid at work. I'm like, oh, yeah, you can use a graphic tee. Go ahead. I don't know what it is about me either, but I can't take shit back either. Like, I just, I, like it just, it feels like too much of a hassle. Yeah. Whereas my girl will constantly take shit back. <laughs> She'll buy a shitload of stuff and then take half of it back. Yeah. And I'm just like, why do you do that? And she's like, why would I not? I see. And, and that's like, huh. That's another thing. So right. that's why I like, if I have the time, like, I like to try shit on, like, at the store especially like working retail because i've seen so many people do that where they're just like oh no it'll fit it's fine it's a large yeah <laughs> and then up with they'll fuck i'll see him back like a week later it's and they'll different. be like oh well it's it different. didn't fit you were right i should have tried i was like yeah i fucking know i was right because y'all niggas do that shit all the time like my shit h&m my size no, never no really never have a problem cotton on yo cotton on my, is, they have dope shit but theirs is like the worst my size and cotton on is different like I bought my size joggers and cotton on, and they were like fucking um, Under Armour tights on me, and I was like just some like goddamn compression I leggings. I was just like fuck, I can't wear these. <laughs> and then I eventually caved and took them back. It took me a long time, but I was like fuck it. I feel like those. That's the only place like I go back and exchange because I did the same thing. I bought some uh, 
I bought like four pairs of like jeans or something from uh, Cotton On. I was like, I, for one, I like the cut. Yeah. And then two, I like the colors. So I was like, all right, yeah, let me grab these. And so I grabbed my size and I grabbed like four pairs. And two, uh, one of the two that I, uh, that I tried on that I liked the most, one of them fit. And I was like, all right, cool, fuck it. So I kept that one, but the other three, them motherfuckers were so tight. Like, it looked like I was wearing goddamn, like, like this shit was painted on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm definitely taking these <laughs> like, back. Nah, and then, like, when I was doing the button, the button, like, barely latched. I was like, oh, yeah, the fuck this. was, like, holding on, like, yeah, I got like, you. Oh, just take me back. I just got you. take me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, oh, so I took them shits back. But it's crazy because, like, the size I normally get is 32. And I had to get a fucking like a thirty four, like a thirty six. Yeah. And I was like, Am I getting big? No, no, no. It's just cotton. <laughs> just cotton. Am I getting big? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. If you've been working out or something, don't go get like a new pair of pants from cotton on. There, there's nothing that will humble your ass more than that. <laughs> it's like sizes and things. So like I know for them, their sizes are like what, like UK sizes or some shit like that. I guess so. I just assume because like it was them, and then Express was like that too back yeah. in the day. And it was like, whatever your size is in Express, normally you might want to get it like a size or two bigger if you buy from Express. Because yeah. I remember I got had like a, I bought like this red button up a long time ago. And that motherfucker was like hugging the shit out of me. And this is back when I was like much smaller. You know, I remember, I think I remember seeing you wear that one time. Yeah, I wore it for like a Valentine's Day thing with my girl at the time. And I was yeah, just like, I think I see you wear that shit one time that before. That motherfucker was just hugging my rib cage. Man, I used to buy the shit out of stuff from Express. And then, like, I look back at pictures, I'm like, damn, I look like an idiot. <laughs> I look fucking stupid. I'd bully that guy. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, uh. Um, Fuck him up. You remember, like, those military-style shirts with the fucking things on the That's top? That's what that red shirt yeah. was. It was just like that. It was red, though. <laughs> with the fucking jeans? Oh, my God. Uh, some of the fashion decisions I made back in the day. Oh, man. Highly questionable. Oh. <laughs> um, but, I, man, it's just, like, it's weird. Like, I wish they would just make everything one size so this shit wouldn't be difficult. Because, like, same thing for shoes. Like, you know, I'm always on my shoe shit, right? Yeah. And so, like, these uh, sites, like, I, get, I have this uh, this page that I follow and it sends links to, like, different places that are, you know, like, restocking and reselling shit. And a lot of them are in the UK. Mm-hmm. And so, for, like, UK shoe sizes, I'm like, what the fuck is, like, a 40, like... <laughs> Like Sick. what the this shit is weird. I, I mean, I got it down now. UK is like that. I thought UK was like the same sizing, but it's like one up. No, it's like there's their sizes like forty. Something. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Metro. Forty. Not yeah, metric. yeah. I was just like, man, just put forty eight, bruv. Just put like a ten, ten and a half. <laughs> like, you know, I don't have to fucking do this guessing game. I got you all on Google. Google like, what is yeah. three inches? <laughs> you got to find like the, the fucking conversion chart. Yeah, yeah. They have those, and then. It's like some like I hate that because then if you get the shoe and it don't fit, you gotta send that bitch all the way back. Like, it's just a hassle. So that's why I like buying shit in store. I hate buying shit online. Remember Wish? Oh yeah. Is Wish still a thing? Uh, it is, but I mean, like most people, just I always make fun of Wish because I'm just like, if you get it, it's gonna be like small or fake. Or yeah. Something. I remember I ordered like a bunch of shit on there back in the day, and so I ordered a couple of shirts and I think like a hoodie. They all fit. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it was cool. Like it worked, but it took three months to get to my fucking god house. Damn. It took a long time. I was like, God damn, why is this shit taking so long? And then um, I remember I bought like some shit from there one time, and like it's, it didn't send, and I never like 
went back to like check to see if it was like gonna resend so i emailed him and like oh it's past the date <laughs> i was like well fuck it was 50 dollars for some shit i'm never gonna get well thanks for nothing yeah but yeah. wish yo wish got some like weird janky shit on there and yeah. i'll be seeing people post on facebook where they post like the like their brows and like what you might like on wish and it's yeah. like dildos and shit <laughs> like what the fuck are y'all looking at y'all algorithms all fucked up wish a wild place man i always like things i always see you like they got like fake nikes and shit they keep popping up i'm just like what the fuck like who's buying these i remember uh the yeezys the first ones remember like the turtle doves and the pirate yeah. black and all that and they had the site on now where like people were reselling them but they had like the fucking uh the light up souls ah i was like those it's mad corny and then like when i was working at the mall they had this cart in front of the spot like where i was at and on the cart this dude just had a bunch of fake yeezys with like the the glow in the dark souls and like the the fucking light up joints i'm like god damn i saw those at uh ross one time Feezies. They were like blue with like. Yo, I think you sent silver. me a picture yeah, of this. Yeah. <laughs> they had like rainbow light up soles. Yeah. I was just like, God yeah, damn. The fuck out That's how you about the, the dude with the uh, the F-150 350s. And so, yeah, I think I told you about this. I think I talked about it on the pod. Um, but he had some 350 boost and it was like the Yeezy, like the soul, like all that shit. But it had a big ass Ford symbol. <laughs> on the inside and then it said <laughs> f-150 on the other side i'm like where the fuck do you even get those this nigga lying. like this nigga was at the eisenhower flea market <laughs> yeah let me get the the ford f-150 oh, these these is hot. These ain't hot, nobody man. else got these motherfuckers at all i'm the only nigga in texas <laughs> with the ford f-150 yeezys what up baby <laughs> that's like um that's like that infamous video of like uh of yay like walking up to that dude and he's like you know those are fake right <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, those are fake I think uh, somebody had like a pair of Red Octobers or something. He's like, nah. He's like, I'm not signing those. He's like, those aren't real. <laughs> I was like, damn. That's fucked up, man. That's that fucked up. Calling motherfuckers out. But shit, speaking of Red Octobers, you see that um he might be talking to Jordan Brand about doing something. Yeah, well. Linking up because DJ Khaled got him in touch with Marcus Jordan. Yeah, there was some. I seen something posted where they wanted like Jordan and all them to meet up and and talk. So if they do, you know what that fucking means? If they do a re-release of any fucking Yeezys, I got money now. Yeah, (laughs) I can buy them. Hopefully, because fucking resellers. I was gonna say if he switches off of Adidas, won't that make the three fifty brand go up? And all that, all the Yeezy brand on Adidas, won't that all increase in price? I don't he's think he's not doing it no more. I don't think he'll. Uh, I don't know as or far it'll just as like be a one one time thing. Uh, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how the contracts work because it could be a thing where maybe it's like, okay, he still does like the Yeezys and and works with Adidas, but he has like a contract with Nike where it's just like they are allowed to redo these and he gets a percentage. Okay. So I'm hoping that's the case and maybe then like a collaboration and he can still because I mean, either way, like nobody's going to stop buying Yeezys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to be mad. I'm just saying I never had (laughs) the uh, the OG Yeezy bro Nike Yeezy one and and like seeing them shits online now like those motherfuckers are like five grand. Yeah. And I like I've wanted those so fucking. Bad. I ain't got five grand, but if we can get them, you know, yeah, mass produced and at a lower price, your brother, your boy might get a pair. You like, know what I'm saying? Yeah, if they ever re-release them, like I'm, um, 
I don't know what I'm doing. That's but crazy. I mean, even um, even Khaled posted that thing if he was wearing them. Yeah. And like he said, it was like the first time he broke them out in years, and it like fucked the fucking yeah, soul. Yeah, soul crumbled. Just crumbled on him. That happened to me before. Um, it was a pair of uh, Scottie Pippins I had. Yeah. I put them away for like five years, and then like I like after I discovered like Rejuvenator. Yeah, I like was like fuck it. Let me go clean all my Dusted old shoes. Like yeah. yeah, I put time into them. I cleaned them off. I wore them once, and then like I looked down and the fucking sole, my shoe looked like it was talking to me. Like my fucking sole was flapping in the wind. I was like, no, that shit hurt so bad. I had a pair of uh, so uh, I, I think it was right before Iverson was like he got out of the NBA, mm-hmm. and he had those uh, Iversons that came out. So I bought those when I lived in New Mexico, and so like I used to I used to hoop in those all the time. It was fucking comfortable, and so I put them up for a few years, and I busted them out to play a game. My whole fucking heel came through like my foot came out the shits. I was like, yo, was like this is fucking horrible. I you know like you saying that now like I want to go like check and see. Cause there's a few pairs in there that I haven't wore. Like for my, fucking I, I worry mostly about those um my David Robinsons. Cause I I don't wear them a lot. Yeah. But I love them, and yeah. it's like every time I look at them, I'm just like, man, that heel might just yeah, you gotta fucking blow out. You gotta bust them out at least like once a month. I know. Cause I mean, shit, if you just leave them sitting there, like the heel's gonna crumble. I know, man. I don't want that to fucking. Especially happen. with like Nikes and shit. I think the only shoes that really hold up as far as like soles is probably Vans. Yeah. Vans and then maybe like the, the boosts, like the 350s, but anything that has that uh soul, like the fucking uh the ones or like those questions, yeah, yeah, the air bubble and all that, probably shit. even these my my 700s, yeah, so that shit gonna crumble. Fuck, man, whoo, that sucks. But since we're reminiscing, I did want to talk about the um, so have you seen that documentary on on Nickelodeon that's on Hulu? No, I haven't, but I started watching that dark side of the, the 90s or whatever. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah so I'm, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> oh, yeah. right. no, nah, I haven't seen the Nickelodeon it. shit yet. So, yeah, I guess because I watched Dark Side of the 90s, my, my girl's Hulu algorithm is just referring all this shit to me. And so there's this Nickelodeon documentary called um, The Orange Years. Oh, shit. And um, basically, it's it just goes how it, it's like a history lesson of like how Nickelodeon started, what they were doing originally, and like to eventually to the programming that we grew up with and how like they basically like flipped the script and it's pretty cool to realize like the reason why like like we're watching shows on Nickelodeon that were pretty fucking diverse and like very progressive like there were a bunch of female-led shows and all that and we just didn't even think about it back then yeah and um the reasoning why is because like the fucking head the head CEO was like a woman and like she fucking put minorities in place so that there were checks and balances going all the way down so that it was a very diverse programming and like it's crazy to think about that because it's like we all grew up just watching it didn't even think about it we didn't think about clarissa explains it all we didn't think about uh the secret life of alex mack or any of that shit or the fact that keenan and kel two black kids got their own fucking show yeah my my bro and me yeah my brother and me (laughs) uh cousin skeeter like all that shit alan strange yeah it's yeah, like damn. they was just green lighting and it's like oh a kid kid who can do this oh fuck yeah, yeah. yeah green light it fuck it so it was just basically going into that and then like um it also like talked about like uh of course uh double dare and all that shit yeah and you know how like the hosts like 
he disappeared. The show ended, but then the, the host just like left. Was it Mark Summers? Yeah, Mark Summers. And yeah. it was because he said like his his kid came to him one time because like he'd been flying around the nation doing all that shit for Double Dare and he was like, Hey, like I'm your son. Like, oh, you're gonna do some he's shit like yeah, you're going to go do all this shit with all these other kids. And he's like, I had to quit and all that. And he's like, that's why you didn't see me again after like the first two years of the show. But the most, the, the one that really hit close to home was how like they went into like the whole uh, Nickelodeon studios at Universal Studios. And, you know, like they'd always show that at the beginning or end of a show. It's like this show is produced in Nickelodeon. Yeah. Studio. And it's just like they're going into like how like crazy it was and how like they actually did film all this dope shit there. But then eventually they had to close it down. So it's like now it doesn't exist anymore at all. Uh, but you it's know what's just, crazy is I've been there. I never did. I was telling I, I was go. telling my girl, I was like, I always wanted to go there as a kid. And she was like, really? I was just like, you don't get it. Like that place was like the fucking Mecca. Man. Yeah. And it's crazy because uh, my dad, like we we went down there family trip. We we did uh, I think Universal Studios, mm-hmm. uh, Disney, and so I think with what Universal Studios, Nickelodeon was like a part of that, right? Yes, yes. So we went through this one section, and they take you on like this little tour. And I think that I think there was a ride. I could be wrong. It it, it was so long ago. Yeah, I was like ten. Maybe like 10, 11. Um, but they take you through this part and like you're up top and you there's like this glass and you can look down and you can see the whole fucking studio. Yeah. With like all the sets. Exactly. And like different shit that they... And I don't know. Cause, okay, I grew up in like South Dakota and out there there's no shit like that. Yeah. So for me to go and see that... It was taking so much shit in. Like, that's, like, the yeah. only thing that I fucking really remember. That and the Jaws ride. Yeah. But <laughs> um, just, like, looking over and, like, seeing the studio. You can see, like, all the overhead lighting and, like, the cameras and, like, all kinds of shit. They had, like, clips of that because they were just, like, no matter what we did, we were always, like, being watched. Like, they kept bringing fans through. So it's, like, even as you're, like, in makeup and yeah. getting, like, ready for a show, there's fans on, like, the other side of the glass, like, looking at you. And it's, like, oh, that's Keenan and Kel getting ready for their show and shit. That's and wild. like, they're just, like, yo, can we, like, you know, close this off at least for makeup and shit? If there was one thing I wish I could remember is, like, just shit like that. Because... And especially, like, now since, like, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It's, like, all I remember was just, like that part where you just like walk through it's kind of like a skyway yeah and then you just like look down and like they have everybody doing shit i just remember the outside with that weird looking fountain shooting out the fucking green water yeah and that's what they showed and i was just like oh always wanted to go there but it brought back this memory of me being a kid where i remember one of my friend's family his and his family went and then he like comes back and he's basically like fucking talking about it the whole time he's like yo man and then what we did was we went inside and like they pulled us to a secret set and they were like we're good you guys are gonna watch the filming of a brand new tv show and it's gonna be you know what i'm saying it's, it's got some familiar faces on it and then he was like bro keenan and kel have their own show now and i was like what what like yeah. they're leaving all that and he was like no no no, they're not leaving all that but they got their own show like it you Dog, that shit That's blew so my wild. fucking mind back then. Cause like you think about it like now, like who's really doing shit like that? Yeah. It's like, I mean, I guess you can't really do that now because everybody has cell phones and Twitter and shit. Exactly. So they would want to talk about it, but 
it just so it was so cool because like the shit was like really exclusive and it's like i mean i don't think they made them sign ndas back then yeah, like they, they were just like well come it. on look at all the shit yeah. that we got <laughs> tell your friends let them know yeah. and then it's like i remember thinking because I, I don't think the show debuted for like another like four or five months yeah so he like watched the pilot get filmed and I'd be like, when's that show coming on? When's that show coming on? And then all of a sudden the commercial comes. I was like, oh, shit, he was right. Like That, that had to been crazy like, to like watch like the pilot being shot and then like seeing it on TV. That's what I'm saying. That, like, that shit has to be crazy. And it's like you were a part of the live studio audience. Yeah. At, like, oh, man. But See, oh, are there any shows now that they do live studio uh, audiences? Well, I think some of the besides, shows like, on talk, Netflix. Besides talk shows? I was going to say like some of the shows on Netflix. Mm. Like um, The Ranch. And all that oh you know what i think they might use laugh tracks so yeah i think they, they might they i don't, I don't know but yeah Damn. that's uh i feel like that might be a loss like a lost thing of television now because everything is like the scripted form you yeah. know what i'm saying no, no one's really doing it in live or whatnot even like shows like the shows that would be the live audience if they were done in the, uh, <laughs> they were done in the 90s like uh like blackish and all that yeah those are all scripted now. Yeah. So it's like there's no, they don't really do it, honestly. Now that you think about it, that's actually a really good point now that you think about it. Yeah, that's wild. I would love to see some shit like that, though. I know one thing I would want to do for sure, and I think I'm going to try to do it for my birthday this year, is I want to take like the most, uh, like the biggest package or whatever the fuck that shit is for like Warner Studios mm -hmm. in LA. Uh, so whatever any any studio tours like I want to do that I just want to yeah. see like the sound stages and like all that shit I think that'd be really dope but nowadays like not all of them they don't package most of their their studios in LA anymore right like a lot of them like outsource throughout the United States like yeah yeah and that's the thing too is like I think that's why they do so many tours there yeah is because they don't really shoot anything there anymore okay I was about it's to just say. like they have like the stages and they might shoot some shit there because, like, some of them, like, the, the lots, like, they look like city streets and shit like yeah. that. But I think a lot of what they do, if I'm, I could be mistaken, but I know they built, like, a lot of shit in New Mexico. There's that. And then I was going to say, um, I know a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is filmed in Atlanta. Yeah. And Atlanta has, been, has gotten the coin, it's coined the new nickname of Black Hollywood because basically georgia just slashes prices for filming yeah so then they got like tyler perry studio yeah tyler there. perry built something out there too and it's like that'd be another one that i think might be closer when i graduated i was actually interested in a job out there mm. and i didn't pull the trigger on it damn nigga but it what was the fuck? No, <laughs> so like uh it was um what's the company that produces uh walking dead um i just think amc yeah amc i think it was amc mm -hmm. uh uh cartoon network and there was another company but they were all in the same building turner yeah turner yeah yeah so man fuck it's crazy yeah they all are that's how it's always been um a lot of people don't know this but cnn owns it all big ted turner if you can take it back in the day it was ted turner built his empire off of the news with mm. cnn and then from there he jumped into wrestling and he started wcw and then from there it just blossomed and everything fucking else so that's how because i was telling that ties back into the nickelodeon thing it got to a point where they, they were talking about like uh i think there's a generation thing with people on nickelodeon because i checked out when spongebob was taken off 
Yeah, I think that's what I kind of like. like it's not it. that I hate SpongeBob. I just don't fuck with it because like it wasn't my shit. And that and like my girl was like, wait, how do you not like SpongeBob like that? And I was like, because at that time, Cartoon Network, I discovered Cartoon Network. Like I was all about Dragon Ball Z, Dexter's Lab. Like it, it's like I was all in on that shit. So I just I didn't give a fuck about SpongeBob no more. You know that too. Cartoon Network had like Adult Swim. And yeah, like Toonami and all that shit. I think we just like when you get older, it's like that, you yeah. start watching more shit like that. You hit that point where it's like, oh, this cartoon has violence. Wow. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the SpongeBob shit is funny. Yeah, like, no, I, definitely. I, I, it is. I like some of it. Definitely I like the earlier is. shit, but I mean, I think right whenever like that was taken off, like Fairly Odd Parents and mm-hmm. all that shit, like I didn't really tune in to uh, Nickelodeon shows as much as I used to. Yeah. Because like the shit that they had back then, like fucking wild and crazy kids like uh, legends yeah. of the hidden temple like shows like that and then also like their their shows that they shot with you know the live studio audience and shit mm-hmm. like that like those are more entertaining yeah and then I, I always felt like i mean besides like rugrats and and all those cartoons but i always felt like cartoon network as i got older just had like better cartoons yeah that's that's i mean that's the way i felt too so. um and then uh cartoon network too they had uh they were showing all the old uh like Looney Tunes and shit yep. like that, right? Yeah, that's another thing so, that drew me in. Yeah. Because I think they were all owned by the same people. But yeah, fucking Turner, bro. But <laughs> <laughs> fucking Turner, bro. But shout out to them because it, it basically made you realize that this this network basically created original IP to combat against like mega powers like Disney yeah. and shit back in the day. And then the sad part of the story and how it ends is the woman who basically spearheaded all that basically left and went to Disney. And so that's why Disney's programming got better at probably around, I think she, I think it says she left like 20, 2002 or something like that. So, I mean, that's probably around the time where like Disney channel was like shooting out all this this dope shit. If you look at it now, like Nickelodeon's programming is very bleh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I don't fuck with it. And it, it's funny because like there's a like through my job like Nickelodeon does this thing where they try to like do these promotional like they and it's for like they they give you a uh, posters and bookmarks and shit yeah. for like all their shows and I've never heard of none of these yeah. fucking shows, bro. Like they show fucking football games on there, <laughs> like the the playoff the the playoff game if it's on CBS they'll they'll show it on there. So it's like they played the the Cowboys playoff game on there, but of course it's like when they score a touchdown, they drop slime on the end zone. Oh shit! And shit, and it's it's. I think there's like a little kid who's doing commentating with like a former NFL player or something. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've never watched it, but I'll see like the clips pop up on my Twitter and whenever yeah. they do it. But it's like it's very rare. But that's like I couldn't dream of them playing a fucking fucking football game on Nickelodeon as a kid. Yeah. Like I'd be like, why are they playing this? I'm like, what is this bullshit? Like, where's Rugrats? Where's Doug? <laughs> yeah. Like, but Man. yeah. So it's just to show you what how it's changed. But um. Damn, God, that goddamn Disney. <laughs> Fucking Disney. Snatching up all the good shit. Owns everything out everything. there, man. Everything. Fuck. <laughs> shit. But um, another thing I want to talk about is there, there's this uh, new show on Netflix. It's um, it's a series. It's called Midnight Asia. And it's basically delving into the to the um, the nightlife over in the East. Duh. And My bad. I didn't mean to cut you. Oh, no. You're good. Uh, I... I'll let you finish. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, <laughs> but uh, 
Nah, uh, I got to see the trailer for that. That's all I want to say. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> You're like, you asshole. Stop me off of the trailer, nigga. <laughs> nah, but what I wanted to talk about was the first episode, one of the story arcs they talk about is this 85-year-old woman who's a fucking DJ. Hey. She is a... Uh, she's... Yeah. She, she said she picked it up in her 70s. Like, she saw it and then just decided to learn it. And, like, I guess out there, they just got DJ schools everywhere. So she's like, I went to DJ school and learned, and now I have gigs, and they like they like me. Her name is... Um, yeah, I'm about to follow her on Instagram. On, let me pull her up real quick. That shit is dope. One it, second. Imagine DJ how- Sumi Rock. Damn, I'm about to peep her. And she plays, like, um, EDM, techno, and, of course, like, oldies for her, but... It was crazy, like, her telling her story, because she was just like, yeah, my story starts in, like, uh, in the 50s, because she was, like, right after the war, my dad, like, um, they had a family restaurant, but then, like, her dad wanted to, like, try out music, so, like, he'd play all these clubs and, and, and dance halls trying to entertain soldiers who were stationed there and all that, but she, I guess she saw how, like, hard being a musician was on him, so it's like, he kind of, like, forbid her from, like, studying music, that's what she said, like, I guess they can just go full bore into like studying the studying of music or whatnot in school and all that. So like she she was kind of like shunned from doing it until like one day she just peeped someone DJing and was just like, that's interesting. I want to try that on like a fucking a fucking um, a controller and shit, like a little ass controller. She just she just wouldn't cop one and like learn to do it. And like to me, like it's definitely a, a a giant culture. You can see the difference in the culture because nobody in their 70s in America is touching anything. They can barely even touch a fucking iPhone, let alone learn how to fucking DJ. And that's what's so like crazy about it where I was just like, this fucking woman, like what? I want to hear one of her sets and see how good she really is. Like she, she, she she don't even have to be good. I'm just going to be like, yeah, that's fucking dope. At least she's out there getting it. She admits it. Like she's like, my technique is amateurish. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, she's like, I'm still a beginner but I'm learning and I'm still learning as much as I can. It's just like, God damn, this woman's about to be 90. That's fucking And dope. it's still just open-minded out, to she, learning. She out there taking shots of sake. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, fucking wilding out. It's cool. Like, uh, definitely watch that. That's the first episode also. Damn. So it's I'm like, about to watch that as soon as we're done with this. They got that. And then, of course, like, they, you, they show, like, the, the streetcar culture hasn't changed since Tokyo Drift. There's, like, uh, Motherfuckers got Lamborghini. Motherfuckers trip out. They trick out Lamborghinis, like motherfuckers trick like trick a out Honda Civic. like Honda Civics. Like yes, <laughs> I see, I seen the trailer. Like holy shit! And he's like, yeah, I'm in the Lamborghini club. He's like, I was 32 when I bought my first Lambo, and then like I just after that I started like customizing them and selling them. And he's like, I've sold over like 20. And I'm just like, God, why damn. is he talking about? buying and selling lamborghinis like that's like like a fucking subaru like, yeah i'm just like what the fuck is wrong like, like i got an extra lambo you can have like, this yeah. one like yeah oh man it's just it's dope and if anything the show just really like drives home of like fuck i really got to go to tokyo sometime before i die yeah i gotta go to tokyo i gotta go somewhere over there even seoul the second episode is about seoul korea and it's yeah. the same thing over there and i'm just that's like definitely God. on my bucket list i'm going there it, you know what's crazy though too is like just from what I got from that little trailer and then just like shit that I've read in the past is like over there like they take so much time with shit mm-hmm. it's amazing and it's like over here everybody wants everything so quick yeah 
and convenient over there it's like they take their time to like really be with something and like learn shit and the reason why i say that is because you think oh shit this guy broke my goddamn thing (laughs) you think about it like here in here in the united states how many record stores do we have Mm, like capital records like shit like that like remember all like we used to have like sam goody yeah like shit like that sam goody and it's like we don't have that shit out here but they still have record stores that are like large record stores over there and that's because like they take their time with the music like Mm -hmm. they buy albums they buy cds still they buy tapes and like they take their time like they read the liner notes like all that shit it's crazy to think about that especially in a such a, a technologically advanced culture yeah like like japan they still are all about that of like no this is this has worth this has value to us yeah it's like it's all how they consume it mm-hmm. we're here it's like how we consume shit it's just like oh that new album dropped it's on itunes yeah it's on title it's on spotify nothing pisses me off more than when i see the tiktoks of the fucking like 20 year olds who are like what is this and it's like an ipod touch <laughs> like that pisses me off so much i met this girl <laughs> the other day and she was 22 and uh me and my friends were all talking about like cds and like and so i, I asked her i was like well, do you have any cds or like tapes and she's like no <laughs> no i was like well have you ever had any she's like no I, well i had an ipod and so she said ipod shuffle and so i'm thinking about the first ipod shuffle that i got yeah and it's a little one you can hang from your neck with the little the, clip the little white one yeah no the the, the the one that you're talking about is a newer one. Oh shit but remember the one it looked like a, a usb stick it was oh, white and yeah. it had like the button on yeah. it it kind of looks like like a, a remote yeah but it's like white and so that was my first iPod Shuffle. I think it was only like 128 like megabytes or something like that. Mm. Like something, something small. <laughs> it had like 30 songs on there and it was like, need to free up space. <laughs> but uh, so I was talking to her. She's like, oh, no. She's like, I had the, iP- uh, the iPod Nano and it was like the colored ones. Oh, and those shit. are the ones that came out like right before I think they released the touch. And I was just like, damn, that but shit I'll, is crazy. I always say nobody steps on their own technology more than Apple did because they dropped an iphone and then they dropped the i the ipod touch and the ipod touch was essentially an iphone that you couldn't make phone calls from yeah so it was just like what was the point and then i remember my friend had both of them and like he started downloading music on his phone i was like so what do you use your ipod touch for and he was just like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) i I don't know (laughs) like dummy just wasted all that fucking money damn apple like what the fuck how do you make your own pro your own products obsolete but yeah yeah, it's it's just it's something to think about but definitely um another thing they said uh korea in korea the people are like very um they're very open to try things like uh one of the guys who they they were talking to was like uh He's an American and Korean descent. Like his dad was a soldier who was stationed over there and he met his mom. And um, he was like saying like, uh, he had like a running club that he started and he was like, the people over here, it's like, if you show them something and they think it's cool, then they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Show me how to do that. Like, I want to try it now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you could tell them like, hey, there's this cool place we like to hang out at. And it's like, oh word. And if they're interested, they'll be like, let's go. It's like, yeah, let's go tonight. Like, fuck it. And then shit. And I was just like, what? what like that's but it's like that's that builds that's how their community is and you can see that with like everything based down into like how they eat 
um how they like the clubs and everything they go they have like a bunch of like standing restaurants you know what i'm saying like you'll just walk up to the counter and eat but it's communal because mm. you can just you shoot the shit with the the cook and everybody around on the on the fucking things you're just eating and drinking just and then that's it up. yeah just chopping it up before you go out to wherever you're going yeah and it's just like fuck man that is just like that's such a dope idea yeah. you know what i'm saying and then there's a there was another guy who had like his own personal rickshaw that he like walks around uh i think he might have been the first episode he might have been tokyo but he like walks it around and like drops shop in like uh like a business district mm-hmm. and basically opens up his cabinets and he only serves like two drinks so it'd be like him like serving like an extra rare an extra rare bourbon or maybe like a uh like a fucking like a very high-end tequila and like that he doesn't have really have like set prices he just sets up shop and if you walk up to him and talk to him then you can buy a couple drinks from him and shit and he's like he, i think that it translated to traveling bar Mm. And like he'll just do that, like every Friday and Saturday night, he'll just post up somewhere in the city, open his shit up, and he even had his little rickshaw popping. Like motherfuckers were just chilling, like <laughs> getting drunk, getting dranky, drank up right in front of him in the middle of the street, and then just fucking going on with their, their night. That's dope. And I was just like, yo, this is so fucking dope how they do it out here. Like, just like I, it reminds me of um, there's this interview I saw with Pharrell a long time ago where like he said like his his mind was expanded when it came to like the limits of jewelry when he went to Tokyo because Mm -hmm. he was like, they had no fucking limits really. Like they were just, they were blowing shit out the water. Like he was, he saw like ice cream chains out there that he never thought of making. And you know what I'm saying? (laughs) He's like, damn, why are you thinking of that (laughs) shit? So it was like, you could see that like these motherfuckers think outside the box, but they just like, they think about it like in a way of like, it could still be uh, communal. Like everyone can enjoy this. That you know too. It's just like they think outside of the box, but the difference between them and then like us is like they actually do this shit. Yeah. Like us, we just kind of like think about like, oh, should I do this? Like them, like motherfuckers get the idea and they just like go for it. Yeah. That shit is crazy to me. Yeah. It's, that shit it's is dope. dope. It's dope. It really is. Definitely check that out. Definitely, I recommend it. I'm only I'm only on the second episode, so I haven't gotten too far into it. I might have to catch up. So. Yeah, that's just cool. I just like how they do shit out there. And then, like, that, too, is just, like, you see, like, like shit like that. Like, the commercial or trailer, it just, like, they, everybody looked like they was having a good fucking time. Yeah. Like, a good fucking time. But they say the reason why it's <laughs> like that is because in the daytime, it's more buttoned up, more straight and narrow. Yeah. Business, 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 business. So at night they cut loose. Yeah. And it's like shit you can't do in the day. So they follow around like five skateboarders. Mm-hmm. You won't see the skateboarders in the daytime because like they're really strict about don't skateboard. But at night, motherfucker like popped a kickflip right in front of a security guard and he didn't do shit. The guards was like, hey, hey man, this shit was like, good. My nigga, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's just like they just, it's like a known thing in their culture. Like when nighttime comes, we, we let it you know relu- relax we let loose, let loose. Enjoy, enjoy life a little bit exactly exactly see i wish motherfuckers like like here were like that more and it's funny because it's like monday through you know monday through friday or monday through sunday really i mean i'm out djing pretty much every night right but i know a lot of people don't operate on the same schedules but the majority of people do operate on the same schedule and it's the monday through friday the nine to five like you know yeah and so 
seeing people on that schedule and it's like people ask me all the time it's like well how do you do what you do because like you work all day and then you get off work and you go to work again and then you get out late and then you're up early it's like you know maybe i like to enjoy my time (laughs) you know what i'm saying like i don't want to be stuck at home fucking binge watching netflix shows or like you know i just like this that just doesn't seem like a satisfying life to me and it's crazy because like working where i worked at for the past you know like eight to nine years it's like these kids these military kids is like this is their schedule it's like they wake up at like five six in the morning they get dropped off on base to you know whatever programs then from there they go to school they get out of school they spend about four or five hours with us and then they don't see their parents that whole time and then so they tell me it's like i was like what do y'all do when y'all get home like do y'all hang out like you know family time do whatever they're like no we just eat dinner real quick then get ready for bed and you maybe think watch about a TV it, show. If you think about it, they're probably they're the modern version of a latchkey kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they except the fact that it's not they don't go home and are told to like lock the door until I get home from work or nothing. Yeah. It's just essentially they're taken care of and then when they get home it's already time to go to bed and all that shit. So it's basically the modern latchkey kid and that's their society and it, it's going to be interesting to see how they they grow up yeah. and what like issues they have or whatnot because you know it's wild because i've seen a bit since i've been there and it's like these kids that are just like locked up or like they just like don't have that much contact with their parents like their parents are always working like they don't really i mean you know some of them like on the weekends they be wilding out with their parents having a good ass time yeah great but then there's like a few it's just like they don't get that and then i've seen these kids like grow up and you see him out, and it's like jail, like wild shit, like a few kids, like drugs, like doing a bunch of stupid shit. I'm not saying don't have fun, but some of these niggas be doing too much. I'm saying. But, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I like how they, you know, from, from the trailer of that show, like it just looks like everybody, you know, once they're done with work, it's like they have a good time. Yeah. So. And that's, that's all you can do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Life is short. We all about to die soon. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> With the Honestly. dark route real quick. Honestly. Yeah, fucking morbid as hell. Um, oh, shit. Man. But we do, we do got an open slot if you'd like, or we can jump to a music corner. Man. I had something. And you know how I am with topics. I know. But. <laughs> oh, shit. See, I'm looking through my list. Is it coming back to you? Nah, man. I feel it coming back to me. What did I need 12 boxes of Jiffy Cornbread for? This nigga, 12 boxes of Jiffy Cornbread. Was it Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm about to say, remember you made me try your girl's like cornbread. Looking, <laughs> I'm just like looking through this list and it's, oh, hold on. Oh, nope. That was an old topic. Open slot to all y'all who don't know just means that we don't have a topic there. And so we like to either improvise or if something comes to us in the middle of the pod, we can just fill it in right there. But unfortunately, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So <laughs> so <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> I'm so bad with that because like I think of shit all day. 
I think about the dumbest shit. And That's I'm when you write it down, yeah, bro. And I'm constantly like Googling shit. I'm like, oh, what about this? And like, this isn't this. And then like when it comes down to doing the show, I'm like, I don't remember none of that shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I chalk it up to like, damn, am I getting old? It is. Because I'm the same way. Like, I'll be thinking about one thing for like five minutes. And then like, I'll think, I'll look, I'll get distracted. And I'll be like, shit, what was I thinking about? Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's why my clothes, I ain't get to dry my clothes yeah. yet. The motherfuckers is just sitting there. I've been having some senior moments, but you know, <laughs> speaking I, of the, uh, what were you saying? No, I did that shit the other day. Um, I was heading to work and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I was supposed to be there at noon for like a training. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I read the schedule wrong. And so I'm, like, heading to work. And I'm like, all right, I'll be there by whatever. So I go to text my my supervisor. And I'm like, hey. Well, I'm, I was going to. But then I fucking was, like, looking everywhere. And I couldn't find my phone. Nigga, I'm already halfway down 1604. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, my phone is at the house. And, like, I have this shit on my phone where it's, like, connected. If yeah. y'all can see this on YouTube, it's the little mag thing that goes on the back of your iPhone case. And all my like cards and driver's license and shit to get on bases on there. So I had to turn all the way the fuck around, fuck. come back. I got to work like two hours late. <laughs> my bad. <It's> like <laughs> fuck, man. But it's just like little shit like that. And then when I got back to like look for my phone, I was like, where the fuck did I put it? And usually like when I come in, like I sit on the counter. That bitch was like in my closet, like under like some <laughs> shirts. I was like, what the fuck was I doing? I've done that before. Sometimes I'll run in my closet to change, and I got like a little, I got like a stack of clothes off to the left mm. that I'll just toss shit on. So like when I'll run in there and do it, I'll like set my, my phone down on the clothes and then just take off my shirt or whatever, swap it out and end up burying my phone. Yeah. And be like, what the? You're like, where oh, did my shit go? Yeah. What, what the fuck, man? I so, hate that. Yeah. But no, nah, definitely a lot of senior moments. And uh, speaking of the senior moments... I want hold to on, talk hold on, hold on. What's up? Before we get to that, I want to mention something. Okay. So I was doing research on the Wonka thing. This is where the open slot comes in. <laughs> see, <laughs> open slot this week. You see how that works? You see how that fucking works? It takes a while for my brain to catch up. I'm fast at everything else, but with this shit, sometimes it just, we just had to stall for a minute. Got to click. Uh huh. Yeah. So, anyways, I did some research on the Willy Wonka thing, right? And so. They are doing it. I think it is in production. And so pretty much what this is, is just showing like all the adventures that he had before he opened up the the candy factory. Mm-hmm. And I'm really fucking excited to see this. I think it's going to be really dope. So is there a trailer? No, there's no trailer. I think it's just still in production right now or they're like in pre-production. Mm. But I just read like more about it and like if it was actually happening or not. Yeah. And it's happening. And then another thing that I seen that I didn't know is that Seth Rogen is producing a Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. So I'm like, what the fuck? I heard about that because he was on Hot Ones last week, and I watched it, and he like uh, was talking about that. Yeah, so I seen that, and I was like, yo, that actually might be really dope. I think it would probably be better than the Michael Bay ones. Yeah, I mean, anything's going to be better than those. Those things were shitty. Yeah. I don't, like, I think his is going to be like a full cartoon, though. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, he said it was going to be a CG. Is it gonna be CG? Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. But I, I feel like on the comedic side, it's gonna be. It's not CG live action like the Michael Bay ones. It's just like a full CG movie. No, it's gonna be like CG live action. I think. I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping it is because I don't because they came out with that one Ninja Turtles movie and it was just all CG and it was okay. 
Mm. I like it was better than the Michael Bay ones. I just I feel like that's real Disney movie. I, I really want my Ninja Turtles movie to be like a live here's, action. Here's joint. the thing though, when it comes to the when it comes to the turtles, you got to commit. Like it it just doesn't work. Like the I don't know it just it just doesn't work the way they did it last time the Michael Bay ones. What if they did uh like they did with the first ones? I could that'd be what, nice, what, but who does practical effects anymore? With technology now, like I wish they would do more practical shit. That'd be dope as fuck. That's I don't know, cause how they did Goro in fucking Mortal Kombat, I did not like. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was corny. Yeah, and he got murked. Yeah, he did. He went out like a bitch. He did. Fucking Goro's bitch ass. We gotta revisit that. I, I think I gotta change my opinion on that that new Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> Have you watched it again? Yeah, I think I watched a little bit of it like a couple months ago. And Tell I me was, you think Jack sucks. No, nah, it's not even Jack. Tell me you think Jack sucks. No, nah, I hate. Tell me they should have casted somebody else. I hate the main character. Oh yeah, I'm like I, I can't stand him. He's annoying. Like, why is he a part of this? Like, why is he here? Why isn't that Johnny Cage? Why do we gotta wait till part two to get Johnny Cage? Like, that's but yeah, you know, going into that, you think the second one's gonna be even better? No, the first one was good at well, this one, this last one that came out was good. Like first watch, right? Yeah, it's like you're excited. It's like just the nostalgia from like all the old shit. It's like you get to see all the fucking fatalities. But then when you give it a couple more watches, you're like, oh, this wasn't all that. Yeah. So I'm hoping with the second one, maybe the second one's going to be better because, like, you're going to get that besides just, like, new character. You know what I mean? Like, maybe the new character will take the back seat. We'll see. I just, uh, I'm not a fan of We'll We'll talk about it later today. Not <laughs> a fan at all. Um. Anyways, speaking of being old. <laughs> senior moments senior so moments. i was riding around i was bumping my um was bumping some diplomatic community today hey you know? felt like it was just in the mood i had to you know get it popping and then it occurred to me i was like oh maybe we can do this for music corner because i think we're close to the anniversary i pulled it up diplomatic community is going to be 20 years old next year jesus and so it just started to make me think i was just like I'm officially there. Like, I'm listening to old man music now. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, if you think about it, in 2003, if you were playing something from 1983, that's old man music, isn't it? Like, everything has got like a 20 year. Like, if you you got to look at it like in those in those perspectives now, of like what you were listening to when that shit came out. What would be 20 years prior to that? And that would be what your parents were listening to, or what your dad listens to. Yeah, and it's like fuck. I'm in that zone now. Like I'm, I'm old nigga. Yeah, I listen to old man music. Listen to old nigga music, and I love it. I love it too. I love it. I really do. I seen something today. I think D Nice posted it, but they were talking about um, they're long story short, they were trying to like pit like new music against like older music, mm-hmm. and they were saying something that like how new music isn't really like there's a lot of it coming out but it's just like none of it really sticks that's yeah that's the main thing and a lot of like old like people still fuck with a lot of older music so i didn't get to read the article in full but that was just kind of the gist of it and i'm thinking about it too but it's like and it's not to shit on new music because there's a lot of good new music out but it's just like a lot of this shit won't hold up for like another like 10 you know 15 years 
Whereas just like you could still listen to shit from like the seventies and eighties and feel like a whole vibe from it. Yeah. And that's my thing. Like it's all I've heard this term used before, it's all algorithm music. Yeah. Where it's like it's designed to move the needle on the algorithm and get that, you plays, yeah. but in the long run, it has no it has no staying power, especially because everything if I can sound like an old man, an old nigga, the majority of it sounds the same. Like it all has like the same sound. There's no differentiating factors between artists a lot of times now. And so that's like one of the harder things when it comes to it. Um but I mean even someone like take someone's catalog like we'll say Drake. Mm-hmm. Like one of my main gripes about like his last like three albums is like he's basically doing music for the algorithm. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? He's like just, I he's just collecting checks. Ten- I mean, he's still doing his shit. Like he's still when it comes to like the spitting and shit, like yeah. he's still good, but it's just like it's it it's just it's Drake. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not it, it's not doing no like boundary pushing things. It's just all feel good like like party music, you know what I'm saying? Like are we really going to be bumping way too sexy 10 years from now? It's just shit for niggas to throw money at the strip club. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my thing. Like, I I just, and that's the thing with the album prior to that. And, you know, like, off top, I could, shit, I barely fucking remembered anything off of Scorpion, honestly. Yeah, same. I even went to the fucking tour. (laughs) Oh, same. The tour was dope. I I remember shit at the tour. He had the fucking flying Ferrari and shit. Yeah. That was dope. All the drones. Fucking set design was dope. But I just don't really remember a lot of shit off the album. It's just, I don't know. Uh-huh. Okay, so you look at it too, it's just like, all right, you have like these newer artists that are coming out, but it's just like the guys that paved the way and kind of set the stage for these dudes to come through. It's just like, I still listen to their music. Yeah. So like, I'll listen to like T.I., I'll listen to 2 Chains. I'll listen to fucking, um, uh, what's the fucking, who was I thinking about? Jeezy. Jeezy. Um shit like that but i don't know man it's it's a sorry excuse me it's a weird time for me especially with music just because i play you know a lot of music throughout the week and just anything new that comes in that's why i play so many remixes and so many edits it's just because there's so much new shit that comes in it's just it doesn't sound good i think the most refreshing albums that i've listened to within you know the last like six months have probably been Tyler Creator. Uh, the Weeknd's new album's not bad. Uh, Donda, who's another one? Um, fuck, who is it? Hold on, let me. Let Everything me is a wave now. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying. It just. It, but even like uh, even like Corday. Yeah. Like he's dope, but I just, I don't know, man. Like I just can't. Cole's album was nice, but the same thing with Cole. It's like Cole is good, but he just like he gives you him. So yeah. essentially, he's just like a like a more lyrical and, and conscious Drake. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it has like the, it has staying power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if you want to hate on it, it, it has staying power. Yeah, I mean, like I could listen to some 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 Cole shit maybe like ten fifteen years down the line, but like shit from like scorpion or like like you said way too sexy it's like i don't think i'm gonna be bumping it's like it's gonna be like something if it comes on it's like oh shit it may come on damn i forgot about i remember that yeah like i forgot about that shit but i don't know man there's just there's so much fucking music out so many people dropping shit 
Hold on, let me see if I, I can... don't know. Is oh, Wale's last album wasn't that bad. Falaran was alright. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I need to listen to Falaran too. Was okay. Um, I think I only gave it one spin, and then like once again because there's so much music out, I think I moved on to something else, yeah. unfortunately. But that's that's just my biggest gripe. It's like just like how there's too much information out there. There's way way too much fucking music out there, and it's like it seems like man, motherfuckers just be putting too much shit out and it's just like, let. I wish we can go back to a society where we let shit breathe, but I just don't think it's possible no more. Because let's see, like, there's like artists on here that I haven't fucking heard of. Jay the Youngin. You ever heard of him? Uh, um, no, but I, I know we're probably insulting somebody because... My bad. They pro- that's probably like their favorite artist or something like that. For real. I'm you know gonna have to saying? go listen. I'll, I'll, I'll educate myself. Um, But then you got, man... Yeah, see, like, I don't know none of these motherfuckers. And then, like, I like to listen to shit based off the album cover, but sometimes all the album covers be looking the same, too. I don't know, man. It's a weird time for does me. Does the album cover really even matter now? I don't think it does. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Drake and then fucking Future were using stock uh, stock photos for their... <laughs> Ye didn't even use anything. Yeah. Donda's a fucking black... You know what I'm saying? Like, does it matter anymore? Like, we don't... No one buys physical covers. No one buys physical albums. You know what, though? Like, whenever they do release on, like, vinyl and shit, though, like, the physical copies are dope. Yeah. So, like, the Jesus is King and shit that I got. Like, hold on. Let me see. Talk talk them up real quick. I'm going to go grab this up. real quick. As I go grab this. So, the problem, the problem with America nowadays is, you know, you motherfuckers like, you like stupid shit now. And, you know, like. Motherfuckers ain't talking about nothing. You know what I'm saying? They ain't got to be gangster. They ain't they ain't always got to be gangster. But it's like, how many artists do you know today have used the line, I shoot like Steph Curry? It's not special no more. Like, we got to find different ways to rap. We got to find different ways to connect the people out there, you know? We got to find ways to bring us together so that we can be listening to music forever. That was good, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, so I just grabbed a couple of them because these are the ones that I fuck with the most. I've always wanted some some cause art. He's a artist that does a lot of like album covers and shit for like Kanye and a bunch of people. So Kid Cudi and um, Travis Scott released a song called The Scots, and so they released a little single, and it comes in this little pack. But I bought this, so I mean that's cool. Um, and this is for everybody that's watching on YouTube. You can see, so like the Jesus is King, it's not even really like a cover. It's just this clear fucking thing. This is where Kanye started just doing like the, like just plain blank shit. Is this the one where it took you like eight months to get? Yeah, that shit took me forever to get. And then of course you got Ye. A lot of these I haven't even opened yet, but this one was all right. This is because he was all on that Montana shit. But. I'm going to say my favorite packaging is going to be Sir Donald Glover and Childish Gambino. Awaken my love. So this, oh man, what the fuck? What the fuck? Mm. How, cuz? So this shit comes with like a VR headset. And there's this app that you can download. And it shows like a part of the show that he did at Joshua Tree for the Pharaohs event. And that shit is so dope. But, like, just this shit comes with two different vinyls. My bad. No, you good. 
but then it has like just album artwork uh there's a few posters in here and then you get the vr headset but this bitch was like this was a pretty penny this is definitely worth it though yeah see like it's shit like this so whenever you get like the regular albums it's like okay yeah that's cool but then you get some shit like this and it has the fucking the vr headset like this shit is dope i wish more artists would do shit like this nah man it's too hard i know everybody want easy shit but yeah so like i said man it's just a weird time for music kind of disheartening <laughs> i'm not even gonna front it makes me sad to think about because i used to love buying cds and just like looking at the like the pictures inside you remember you used to buy um, like the g-unit album and shit and unroll the booklet and yeah. get a nice new poster yeah oh man good times guys y'all don't even know y'all don't even know click it d clank click it d clank the money goes into my piggy bank I heard somebody do a remix of that, and they had that shit on TikTok, so there might be a resurgence. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Horrible. Also, also the fact that people are, like, remaking songs from back then. Big energy. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, what, the Amigos redid? They took the beat to Bitch Get In My Car? Yeah. And they got a full, they, oh, man. That, that I Need It or whatever? Yeah, I'm just like, God damn. Damn, we that, got that original sample for that song is dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, just original samples of songs are so fucking amazing. They have this website. I forgot what the name of it's called, but I use it. I have a subscription to it. And what you can do is some of these albums, they have like the stems. So it's like separate instruments. And you could download the shit and you can like sample it. And it gives you like portions where you can sample. Like it show, it's fucking dope. I have Damn. to. I think it's like Beat Source. Nah, is it Beat Source? Beat Street? Nah, it's not that. <laughs> Fuck, I don't remember. But yeah, so I, I think, you know, I think we're about we're about there, you think? I think we're there. Think it's time to wrap it up? I think we took them there. I think we took you down a rabbit hole of old nigga music. Old niggas, yeah. So, but on that note, we are going to wrap up this episode. Um, as always, thank you, everybody that has subscribed and liked and listened and uh enjoyed the show everybody that's pers- purchased a t-shirt um appreciate that also long sleever we might have something special coming up for you in the next few months but we're not going to talk about that right now but just be on the lookout we got some shit coming it's also pick be- up your fucking shirts assholes yeah pick up your shirts you fucking order if, one if you bought a coordinate shirt. get with us yeah pay your money and get your shirt fuck Sorry about that. (laughs) But on that note, bye, guys. Peace.